Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Wednesday, April 27th, 5.51 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures down three quarters of a cent at eight dollars and three quarters. December corn down a half at seven forty-three. July soybeans up fifteen and three quarters at sixteen eighty-seven and a half. November beans up fifteen at fifteen seventeen and three quarters. July Chicago wheat down eight and a half at ten eighty-six and a half. July Kansas City wheat down eight and three quarters at eleven fifty-five and three quarters. July spring wheat is down three at eleven eighty-five. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating. Leave me a review if you have not already. Already. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. I'd appreciate it. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers. We're very close. We can probably do it this week. Uh, if you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website, standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. You'll get my morning email, which goes out before 6 a.m. Central every day. All of my grain marketing recommendations, weather info, my daily subscriber-only videos uh, is part of this. I do a new subscriber only video every single day. I did one yesterday that I've had a lot of requests to do uh, for years now, and it was about my personal investment portfolio. Sometimes I go off topic. I discuss things uh, about the outside markets or the stock market or the energies or whatever. And I had requests to do this, so I did. And you'll find that you know my stuff with this premium deal and, and all the information that I send out, it does have kind of a personal touch to it, I guess. And that's why I, I decided to do this video. I'm a one-man business. I don't have a big group working for me or anything. So uh, in any case, guys, if you guys are interested in this sort of content, there's a new video every day. Sign up for that premium deal. It's 50 bucks a month. Cancel it at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. I promise. The Corn Belt is dry this morning. Pretty blank looking radar here. Uh, there's maybe a little bit of snow over parts of North Dakota and South Dakota, but a uh, vast majority of the Corn Belt is dry. Now, this is not going to last very long. Uh, come tomorrow into Friday, you'll see some scattered rains return to parts of Missouri, uh, Iowa, into Illinois, and then you've got a larger system that'll move into the Northern Plains by, say, Friday, Saturday, and that'll kind of make its way through the Corn Belt. So you look at the next seven days and it's not dry. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Northern Nebraska, uh, a lot of Missouri, a lot of Illinois, parts of Indiana. Uh, a lot of those areas will see two inches or more of rain or uh, snow equivalent, I guess, if, if there's going to be snow in the Dakotas again over the next seven days. Iowa, a little bit drier by comparison. Uh, Indiana, Ohio, a little bit drier, but still not totally dry. So this is, is still certainly a less than ideal forecast when it comes to corn planting. And then you look at the Southern Plains, of course, your winter wheat areas that need the rain, uh, still very much dry. Western Kansas dry, Western Oklahoma dry, Texas Panhandle dry, Colorado dry, um, Southern Nebraska dry. So it's it's really not a good looking weather deal uh, for anybody here as of right now. You look at the uh, 6 to 10 and 8 to 14 day uh, map and it's wet. I mean, they're looking for above normal or odds of above normal precipitation. So still a less than ideal forecast. I know that uh, planting delays or that sort of talk uh, in regard to corn in particular is garnering more attention. And as time goes on, it will become more important. 
Canadian farmers will plant more wheat and less canola this spring. Stats Canada released preliminary acreage estimates yesterday. They're estimating that total wheat acreage, the majority of which is spring wheat, will increase by 7.2% versus last year. Spring wheat acreage itself will be up by 7%, and canola acreage will decline by about 7%. Uh, They did a survey of farmers. Uh, It was conducted from March 1st through the 29th. The survey found that acreage attentions may have been influenced by drought in Western Canada, in addition to rising input costs. Uh, Wheat and canola are the most widely grown crops in Canada by a fairly wide margin. USDA reported some more flash sales of soybeans yesterday. Uh, U.S. exporters sold 5 million bushels of beans to China for new crop delivery, and then an additional 5 million bushel sale reported to unknown destinations, which was split between old crop and new crop. So export demand for U.S. beans remains pretty good here. I think a lot of that has to do with uh, a light South American crop. They had drought in southern Brazil. Uh, Argentina isn't great. Paraguay, Uruguay, that crop in total in South America is is going to be in total you know, a billion bushels or more lighter than it, it was expected to be prior to the growing season. So uh, the strong demand for U.S. soybeans continues. The Indonesia palm oil story continues to uh, change just a little bit. So for the moment, the country will ban refined palm oil and will continue to allow the export of crude palm oil. The government has kind of like a downside price target here, essentially, that it would like to achieve in regard to domestic palm oil prices. If that target is not achieved, the government would then consider a wider ban, which could reach into crude palm oil. So you've seen volatility in global vegetable oil markets uh, since this was announced, on, I believe, on Friday last weekend. And volatility in general uh, has been fairly significant in those markets. Palm oil is the world's most widely used, uh, consumed, uh, used vegetable oil. Indonesia is the largest producer and exporter. China's COVID problems continue to worsen. The country is experiencing the largest COVID outbreak since 2020. Bloomberg reporting that about a quarter of China's population lives in cities that are now under some form of lockdown. Most of Shanghai's 25 million residents have been confined to their homes for more than a month now. Based on a lot of different metrics, economic activity in China is contracting pretty quickly. Uh, They've got roadblocks set up across the country in order to prevent further spread of the virus. So a continuation of this zero COVID policy in China, I think presents demand risk in regard to everything from crude oil to soybeans. I think a lot of people would argue that crude oil in particular uh, is not more expensive because of this China thing. If they didn't have COVID going on in China and there weren't lockdowns, maybe crude would be 120 bucks again. Uh, But there are some demand concerns there. Uh, We see China continue to buy soybeans, but I don't know if that continues forever if this thing becomes extended. The U.S. stock market continues to decline. It was another ugly day yesterday. The S&P 500 lost 2.8%, which is an ugly day, posted its worst close since March 14th. Year to date, the benchmark uh, U.S. large cap index, the S&P, is down 12.4%. It's 13.3% removed from the all-time high that was posted in early January. The Dow Jones lost about 800 points yesterday. You've got concerns regarding a slowdown in economic activity in the United States, ongoing inflation, uh, higher interest rates, traders, analysts. Even Fed Chair Jerome Powell have discussed the possibility of a U.S. recession in the coming months or perhaps uh, during the next couple of years. So a lot of concerns regarding the economy. The cattle market uh, was... uh, 
higher in the live cattle and lower in the feeder cattle yesterday. Uh, we're still kind of digesting that cattle on feed report, which was very bearish. There was some cash trade in Kansas at 140, 145 to 146 in the north. Boxes lower yesterday. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is higher and continues to climb versus other global currencies. The S&P is up 40 points. The Dow up 360 ahead of the cash open. A little bit of a recovery in the stock market. Bonds about flat. Gold's down five bucks. Crude oil is up uh, 26 cents. The July WTI 167 last trade. Everybody have a great day today. I'll talk to you guys same time tomorrow.